This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday morning. Pleased to be with you for the next four hours as we get you set for Eagles-Browns on Sunday afternoon uh, in Cleveland. I'm sorry, I don't know what the name of the stadium is in Cleveland. Um, but the Eagles and Browns, Sunday afternoon, first time the Eagles meet the Browns since Carson Wentz's uh, first game in the NFL uh, back in 2016, uh, the opening game of 2016, um, in a performance in which we thought we had a quarterback for the next decade. You know, I remember coming into the station the day after that game and, and uh, talking a little bit to Ike, and we were just, you know, uh, so happy that the Eagles had a franchise quarterback. And it's amazing how much has changed um, in the last four years in regards to Carson Wentz and, you know, how we view him and how we view the team. And we'll get to a bunch of, of different things tonight when you look at this game and you look at the Eagles and um, what it means. And,. Moving forward, as this game on Sunday is the start of a very, very difficult stretch for the Eagles. Where, you know, you have a stretch of five games now where you go at Cleveland, Seattle at home on a Monday night, Green Bay at Lambeau Field, New Orleans at home, where, I mean, I guess it looks like you'll see Taysom Hill, maybe Jameis. We'll get to that later on during our Week 11 preview. But Sean uh, Sean Payton, what a jerk to do this to us. Everybody, uh, America misses watching Jameis Winston on Sunday afternoons. And for him to do this crap and and start Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston is infuriating to me. Um, Because we all want to see Jameis. Jameis is the better quarterback. Give us a little Jameis. On Sunday. Um, so who knows what it'll be like in a month for the Saints. But um, we'll get to that later on. And also at Arizona following it. So the next five games for the for the Eagles are absolutely a murderer's row of opponents. And it's why last week against the Giants was so frustrating. That not only was that an NFC East game in a year where if you basically just win your NFC East games, you're going to win the division. But it was a, a an easy opponent 
especially when you look at the difficult opponents on the schedule over the next five weeks. And when I look at this game, this is a game that the Eagles should win. I, I strongly feel that way. I know the Browns are 6-3. and three. I know the Eagles are 3-5-1. and one. And, you know, you just look at that factor and you think, well, okay, the Browns are the better team. And maybe that is true. But when you take all of the factors into account here, no Miles Garrett, which is a massive break for the Eagles. Just the flow of an NFL season, which I'm very big on, where, you know, a team coming off a loss versus a team coming off a win and just, you know, the way things tend to even themselves out. Like, this is a 6-3 and three Browns team. I don't think this is a very good Browns team. Like, I, I think they're... I think Stefanski, as I mentioned to Paul, I think Stefanski's done a nice job with what he has. I think they have kind of maximized what they are so far. They play good defense. They run the football um, because, the you know, their quarterback isn't very good either. But this is a game that the Eagles should win. I truly feel that way. Miles Garrett's their best player. Miles Garrett's their most impactful player. Miles Garrett is probably on track to become the defensive player of the year in the NFL. And him being out is significant. Every instinct that I have is that the Eagles should win this game. Every instinct that I have tells me the Eagles will find a way to win this game. Every time you count them out, every time, you know, you feel like they are they are dead in the water, they find a way to come out and give you a, a strong performance and, and win a football game. Whether you look at earlier this season in San Francisco, um, you know, last year, after the, the horrific Miami loss, the year before that when they lost in New Orleans, a lot of times when you think the season is done, this team will respond. And this is the type of game that theoretically we should see that happen. But that being said, I can't pick the Eagles to win this game based on what I've seen. Uh, I, I I just can't. And I was trying to bring myself to that point um, because a lot of me tells me that they will find a way. But with what I have seen from this team, and more than anything, what I have seen from the quarterback, I can't, in good conscience, pick the Eagles to win this game. And and even though a, a large part of me feels like they'll find a way, there's another part of me that I can't ignore. And that part of me tells me, you know, you saw what happened against the Giants last week. You saw how poorly prepared this team was. You saw how you know, little energy they came out with following a bye. You've seen this offense all year. You've seen this quarterback all year been unable to get it together. And we keep looking at Carson Wentz and we keep waiting. We keep waiting. We keep waiting. And when you look back at his play this season, it's been horrendous. And we know how bad, you know, he's played. We've gone through a lot of the numbers. I have a number next segment that I want to give you that that tells you it, it 
he's been even worse than we thought. Um, this one statistic that he leads the NFL in by a, a wide margin. But based on what I've seen from Carson Wentz this year, I don't have information to tell me he's going to come out and play well in this game. Through nine games this year, I would give I would rate Carson Wentz as having one game this season that I'd say was a le- legitimate good game. A legitimate good performance from Carson Wentz. That was the Pittsburgh game. I thought that was the one time this year that he played a full, complete football game. He still turned the ball over a couple times in that game. But I thought in that game when the defense was terrible and the offense needed to score points, uh, he made good decisions. He was accurate with the football. He made plays. But aside from that, what? We have you know, a, a few games where he's been okay. I'd say both Giants games in totality, he's been okay. San Francisco game, he was okay. Baltimore game, he was okay. And then the rest of them, Washington, Rams, Bengals, Dallas, he's been really bad. So based off that information that we have, I don't have enough to tell me that Carson Wentz is going to come out and find a way um, to get this done. And that's going against a Browns defense that's good, but obviously significantly hampered without Baker Mayfield. That's going against a Browns team that I don't think should score a lot of points. I mean, they scored 10 last week against a a terrible Houston Texans defense. It was weather, though. Weather, partially. There was some pretty bad weather in that game. Still, though. I mean, uh, you got you, you know you got to find some way to make <laughs> some plays. Well, right, that's fair. I mean, uh, ba- Baker Mayfield. I'm I'm not a big believer. In I'm not either. And I guess it's a good point that you make because it could have probably been a better score if Nick Chubb did run the out of bounds <laughs> yeah, that's at the true. end of the game, which is yeah. stupid. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that a little later as far as bad beats go. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan uh, of Baker Mayfield, and I I think the Eagles' defense. If they can stop the run, and that's obviously a big if with Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt, but if the Eagles can stop the run, they shouldn't need to score a ton of points to win this game. They shouldn't need Carson Wentz to be Superman. They shouldn't need him to do these Herculean things for the Eagles to win this football game. But I just can't can't see Carson Wentz coming out and magically turning a corner in this game. And... I usually give you keys to the game and all this stuff. I don't even think it's worth it anymore because it's the only key that matters at this point. You can't overcome this sort of quarterback play. And uh, trust me, I hate harping on this uh, just as much as you probably hate hearing me talk about it constantly. But it is the biggest issue with this football team. It's not the surrounding weapons. It's not the offensive line. It's not uh, the defense. The defense hasn't been great, and I'll rip the defense as well because, you know, uh, they deserve it um, to, to get criticism themselves. But the reason this team is in the position they're in is because the quarterback has played terrible. The reason why I don't believe the Eagles will win this game is because the quarterback has played terrible and hasn't given me any indication that that's going to change. So that's the only key I really care about at this point. And um, I'm taking uh, the Browns to win this game. I'm taking the Browns 24-17. I mean, 
all that being said, this is a game the Eagles should win. It's an Eagles line. I believe it's down to two and a half. Is that right now, Kyle? Yes, two and a half. Okay. Well, I just want to know where are you leaning on this right now? <laughs> I've uh, I spent this whole week talking myself into thinking the Eagles are going to win. So oh, no. I, I really do think. You know what? And it's it doesn't have to do with Carson Wentz. This just kind of has a feel like I think it's supposed to rain like the entire game, like be a total washout. That like, plays the Cleveland's favor though, doesn't it? Uh, I'm not sure it does. I mean, like I, it really that kind of like opens up the game so that you make one good defensive play, then you know you could really take control of the game. Both teams have really good running games. Cleveland's without Miles Garrett, who's one of the best defensive players in the whole league. I think that changes things. By the way, as a quick aside here. Does it ever not rain in Cleveland? I was I was literally just going to say that. It seems like every <sighs> single game this season has had terrible weather in Cleveland. Wasn't the Oakland game earlier this year? Yeah. Was that in Cleveland, too? Was yeah. They, that ridiculous field goal. Then just this one against Houston and now us. Well, this and it's funny because, um, I, I you know, the Browns aren't on primetime very much, so no. I'm not watching, like, full Browns games. <laughs> no. But I feel like whenever they flip to the Browns on the red zone, do you ever see, like, a sunny... <laughs> Browns game in Cleveland? <laughs> no, Cleveland is just a miserable place. I've I've been there before. Really? Yeah. It always looks like it's cloudy and thirty degrees and miserable. It's like yeah, it's just constantly in a state of gray. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> you, you wonder why their sports teams struggle. Yeah. Well, I'm not that interested in in, in going there. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, when I do a road trip with my friends for an Eagles game, I don't think we're going. You know, to Cleveland. Cleveland's not at the top of your no. destination list, man. And that it gets me more upset every day. We were supposed to go to Arizona next month. Uh, yeah. It just makes brutal. me so sad. What's like a big Cleveland attraction though? It's the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock, that, right. That's what they're yeah. known. Oh, for, I've right? I've been there. Yeah, actually, which is pretty cool. Okay. But like they don't have any like standout food. I don't Look, think in Cleveland. It couldn't have been that memorable if you just forgot about it. <laughs> I it couldn't have been that. I good. did. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. So I mean, I'm taking the Browns to win this game. I want to know where what what you think. Do you believe Carson Wentz can lead the Eagles to win? And by lead the Eagles to win, I'm not even talking about doing anything special. I'm talking about just moving the offense, which you know he didn't need to do anything great last week. But the Eagles couldn't move the ball enough, and yeah, the defense stunk, and the defense is a problem as well. But um, at some point, your quarterback's got to turn it around and win you a game or two here. So I want to know, do you have faith in Carson Wentz? I do not, and that is why I am picking against the Eagles on Sunday. 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, to start the show, open lines. Uh, Leon, I see you. you'll be first right after the break. Um, Leon wants to talk about the Sixers. If you want to get on the Sixers, you're welcome to. Because um, you talk about optimism. The renewed optimism for this team is is, is just off the charts right now. Um, and I like what they've done this week. Uh, so maybe a few mixed feelings on the Dwight signing. Do I smell a gripe coming? But uh, I, I have a gripe, but not related to the... <laughs> I actually I do have one NBA gripe. I I actually brought it up to Mike the other night. Mike did not agree, so I really? don't know if you agree okay. with this. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to get on the Sixers, you know, adding Seth Curry, adding Danny Green, you know, adding shooting, which is what they needed. Obviously, we'll see if a bigger move is to come. I still think a Ben Simmons for James Harden deal is possible. Um, obviously, you know, nothing's happened in that regard yet. Pretty quiet. Uh, on the James Harden front, um, but you know that tells me that that Houston's probably fielding offers and 
We'll see where that one ends up going. I have mixed mixed feelings on it. Uh, but if you want to get in, uh, you're welcome to uh, get on anything with the Sixers and the Phillies um, with their front office search. And we'll talk about that a little later. Because I think we as a Phillies fan community, fans, media, everybody, I think we need to take a bow. Because um, what the Phillies are doing right now is a direct reaction to the criticism that they've received. Uh, So we'll get to that as well a little later on. We have college football recap, which, um, you know, it was a fun day to see Penn State miserable. Uh, It's always dangerous. I'm starting to get just a little hot again, just a little hot. So that could be dangerous for me. Yeah, you know it's coming then. I've been on a really bad streak, so I'm I'm due for a good, uh, a prolonged yeah, hot streak. The universe has a way of evening itself out. We had a little Ohio State first half money, first half, uh, first half spread today. There you go. Well, they definitely didn't close it out. Right, they didn't close it out. So, um, but we'll get to that a little later on. But a fun show planned. Um, I'm Tom Kelly with you till six. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. In f- is, are you mixing the music a little bit there, Kyle? I was wondering what was going on there. No. Not, oh, no, no? No. I thought you were like moving it down and moving it back up or no, whatever. No. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's, it sounded weird in my headphones. Maybe there's something wrong with my headphones. Maybe. If you wanted to do that, that's, I mean, yeah. for yeah, the future, free, whatever. Free yeah, that? that's fine. Okay, cool. I don't care. Um, but, but. Uh yeah, I don't know. That that that, that sounded a little now, odd. Now I'm gonna go back and listen. Now to I'm see thrown if... off. Yeah. Um, I was embarrassed a few weeks ago because I am not a big music guy, which Al makes fun of me about because I didn't know I didn't know that because I remember one of my gripes from a couple weeks ago hmm. was that stupid TikTok cranberry juice video. Oh, yeah. Guys drinking cranberry juice yeah. well, for some reason it was really popular and i didn't know if fleetwood mac was a band or what? a person well really and al was mocking me well i mean like come on there's there's not being a big music guy and then there's like that lunacy why well, i mean i don't know it sounds like it's a it's a, but it is a it's a band it, yeah it's a band it's not a person I, I guess it's like you know a lot of people do this do a similar thing with like pink floyd right they're like they think pink floyd is one person it's not oh. I'm, I'm kidding about that one i'm kidding i knew pink floyd was a uh well, it was a band, but Al was making fun of me uh, on it. And then the, you know, one of our returns, I guess is kid rock. I didn't know it was kid rock. Um, uh, I'm not a big kid rock guy, so I'm not sure if I would know that. One. But then my, Mike Angelina was mocking me because I didn't know, but Jody knew and you know, about kid rock. Yeah. Jody did. Jody. Wow. So Jody apparently has more musical, um, acumen than I do. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm not a not a big music guy. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Want to know your thoughts on this Eagles game? And do you believe that you know they'll find a way to win, and get their season back on track? I mean, if they win this game, honestly, they're they're as annoying as it is, and it is annoying at this point. They're still in good shape. They are. If they get to four five and one in this division, that's like a commanding lead. Um. And uh, honestly, they should win this game. They really should. But I don't believe it will happen because I don't believe in Carson Wentz. So I want your take on that. Also, if you want to get in on the Sixers offseason, what they've done so far, I would love to hear you. Um, 
Give your take on that as well. And Philly's front office search, if you want to chime in on that, that is on the table as well. So whatever you want to get to, uh, we can do so. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Leon in Dallas. What's up, Leon? Hey, what's up, Tom? How's it going? Good. How you doing, man? Good. Hey, am I coming through clear, by the way? Yeah, you're good. You sound good. Great. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to talk hoops, but first of all, since you were talking about the birds, uh, Carson Wentz, look, man, he's playing like a bum. And this, and and as Howard Eskin would say, you know, he should be taken out in handcuffs because he's stealing money right now. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty bad this year, Leon. And um, I I didn't see it coming. That That's the most troubling thing is I, I don't think any of us really saw it coming that he was going to be you know, this bad after the way he finished last season. I know it's just horrible, but I typically don't listen to those, these like uh, first take shows, but you know, Max Kellerman, he made a really good point. He's an Eagle hater, but you know, he said, you know, they paid Carson Wentz to fix problems, not to make problems. And, you know, it's pretty much just the, the, you know, simple fact of the case, but either way, like I said, I wasn't even coming to talk Eagles, even though I could, you know, talk for hours a month about them. But really, I just wanted to talk hoops. You know, Daryl, um, Daryl, um, sorry, um, you know, um, Murray, yep. and all the great trades that he's made. Well, really, the one great trade, another guy who was stealing money, right? Al Horford, right? I mean, talk about a guy who got paid $25 million. And I don't know what the hell he averaged last year, but I know it was under like 11 points. You know, he was coming off the bench at times. And I was really just shocked at that trade because, you know, that – that contract was, it seemed really untradeable. Yeah, no, it's huge, Leon. I, I i wasn't that shocked by it. I thought Horford, they'd be able to move. I, I think Harris is a much more difficult contract because it is longer um, and, you know, it, it's, it's for more money. And you look at Oklahoma City, they're a team that wants to bottom out. So, you know, and I think they look at Horford and they figure if they put him in a better situation, maybe he can be productive and then they can flip him for even more at the deadline. But it's huge for the Sixers because he obviously didn't fit here, but the main thing is getting that cap space back because now next offseason, Sixers are actually going to have some money again to work with. Which is great. And to my last point, Elton Brand, you know, he's the guy who gave him the contract. I don't know why the hell he gave him the contract. If he, if he wasn't just taking away from Boston and, you know, to spite them or whatever the reason was. But, you know, you know, Daryl was here and he's now cleaning up all of Elton Brand's mistakes and, I, I don't even know why Elton Brand has a job, and I'm complaining for this, you know, months now. Like I've been kind of calling for Elton's job because he's been a detriment to his team, mainly with those two contracts. We all can agree because listen, when Elton Brand got this team after the Colangelo fiasco, like we were in such a great position because we didn't have any big contracts. He traded for Jimmy Butler. I guess that was a good trade because it got us to the second round of the playoffs, but. I just don't see why the hell they gave him an extension when they brought in Maury and this guy has literally, he almost literally derailed this thing. I mean, we were damn near off the tracks. Daryl stepped in two weeks ago, pulled us back on, and here we are. But anyway, appreciate it, Tom. It's always great listening to you, man. You have a great weekend. Go Birds. Let's get this win tomorrow, man. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Leon. Appreciate it, man. Always good to hear from Leon. And yeah, the L brand thing's interesting. Um, I don't have a problem with them staying around. You know, everything that you hear from people around the NBA with Elton Brand is that he is a decent executive and that he does know what he's doing. Like, obviously, last offseason was terrible, 
we don't know how much of that was Elton Brand. We don't know how much of that was other guys in the front office. I personally think Brett Brown had a very large say of what, what went on. I think a big part of it is wasn't a lot of people saying kind of Elton Brand's like in over his head. He's inexperienced. You know, right. Maybe this is like kind of the perfect role for him where he can kind of sit back, get more of an idea of the inner workings of things, and then you know maybe be ready to take on a larger role in the future. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely an aspect of that, and I think it was smart of Elton Brand to not let his ego get in the way because a lot of guys wouldn't have done what he did, which is you know basically take a demotion for the betterment of the organization. Um, but I think he, I mean, Elton Brand's obviously a smart guy, and he's looking this long term as well, and he's thinking along I think the same lines, Kyle, of what you just said is that okay, I can get experience under Darren Moore. He's one of the best executives in the NBA. Hopefully things go right here, and if they do, I'll probably get a job to lead a front office somewhere else. So um, uh, I, I don't have a problem with Elton hanging around. I do think it must have been awkward the other night where, you know, the first thing Daryl Moore does, trade Al Horford, trade Josh Richardson. It's got to be a little awkward for Elton in the front office where the first thing Daryl Moore does to f- is fix yeah, your mistakes. He has to know those were mistakes, though. Right. Yeah, everybody knows uh, his Horford primary goal himself was probably going to be to get rid of those contracts. Right. And like Richardson wasn't a bad player, but no. he just didn't fit great here. You know, you needed guys who could shoot. I think Seth Curry, Seth Curry is is more than just Steph's little brother. Like Seth Curry's a, a pretty good NBA player. Now, I could be totally pulling this out of my behind here, but doesn't he have a better three-point percentage than his brother? He did at least last year. I mean, Seth, Steph didn't play a ton last right, year, right, right, right. Uh, but he shot forty five percent from three. Last really year. good. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's 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 pretty ridiculous. So, um, you know, and he played a lot for Dallas in the playoffs in that series against the Clippers. I I felt like he was playing like thirty minutes a night. So, um, it's 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 a good addition. I like what they've done to start and getting three point shooting was so so necessary for this team. To, to surround Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with the kind of players they need. I mean, it shouldn't have been that complicated to, to figure out that, okay, we have two guys who are very unique. They're very big. They like to do most of their work around the basket. Maybe we should surround them with guys who can shoot from the outside. Novel concept, I know, uh, but one that, that you know, uh, Daryl Morey is implementing – I like what they've done so far. Um, still think, you know, there is another couple moves to be made, whether that's a big trade, who knows. Um, they still have the mid-level exception, which I can almost guarantee who's going to come in on that mid-level exception. Is there any doubt that Austin Rivers is going to be a sixer? There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind, which I actually wouldn't hate. I actually like Austin Rivers as a player. I don't think he's bad. No, I wouldn't mind him. Yeah, so, um, it, it, you know, but so far... Uh, really like what they've done. Uh, let's go to Art in the Northeast. What's up? Hey, Tom. Listen, um, before we all get a little crazy on this Dow Murray thing, uh, I like one of his moves. Uh, I'm not crazy about uh, Dwight Howard here. I think I don't think he has much to offer except another guy if he's bad, can't shoot free throws. Um, doesn't excite me at all. Danny Green doesn't excite me. I'm glad they got rid of the Horford contract. That was great. The upside is uh, Seth. Uh, there's definitely an upside there. He, he is a good basketball player. Very good. A little underrated, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what you just said, Austin Rivers, I would love to see him uh, a sixer. I think he does have a lot to offer. Yeah, he's a he's a good player, Art, good defender, can shoot a little bit, but you know, just one of those good veteran role players that I I think you could use. I think he's he's gotten better the last couple of years. He's actually right. uh, I think Danny Green is on the downside of his career, but I think uh, Austin has really showed me something. Right. However, I actually did call, and you're a great guy, Tom, and you know your sports. But me and you have a big disagreement in this one area that I'm about to bring up. Um, in what universe do you see the Houston Rockets ever dealing Harden for Simmons? Uh, uh, the, the universe I see that in is James Harden has two years left on his deal. They're not going to win anything down there now. I mean, they had their shot. They weren't able to get it done. They probably should have won it when they had Chris Paul. He got hurt in that playoff series. But, you know, you know what, what are your other options here? You have Harden well, on two on two years. You're just going to let that contract expire and be left with nothing. I think if you can trade him for Simmons, who's under contract for five years, and we may have differing uh, opinions on Simmons. I still think Simmons has potential right. to really improve and be a, a top, you know, ten top five player. Um, and if Houston can flip Harden for Simmons, who's under contract for the next five years, I think that's something they'd strongly consider. Okay, well, we'll agree to disagree on Simmons because I don't see him improving at all. As a matter of fact, uh, he's he's never going to shoot, and I think that's a key a key part of the game. Whether you might think that or not, or mm-hmm. some people seem to think it's a big deal, which I do, especially in the playoffs. Even if you surround them with good shooters, you still need somebody who's going to be somewhat of a threat, especially handling the ball. I mean, uh, even. Um, on the Lakers, uh, and he actually made some three three key uh, key three pointers this year. I'm trying to think of his name, uh, the little guard who used to play for the Celtics. Who, uh, Ron, uh, Rondo. Yeah, Rondo. I mean, even that man, uh, he shoots. They say he can't shoot. He didn't shoot too bad. He made quite a few threes. Um, but you know, Simmons just not wanting to take a shot. That that'll always be. Uh, to me, he'll, ne- he'll never be. And when Maury stated, um, I guess you heard Maury's speech where he called yeah. Simmons and uh, Embiid two superstars. Mm-hmm. You don't really think he he really meant that to you. He was just he had to be just broken. No, Art, I th- I think he did mean it, and I think you know I think nationally there is a much more optimistic view of the Sixers than we have locally. I think we're very close to the situation, but I I do think okay. around the league, Embiid and Simmons are still looked at um, you know, as potential superstars. Not there yet, though, certainly. Okay, well, I enjoyed talking to you. Well, I appreciate it, Art. Yep, thanks Bye. for the call. Appreciate it. And Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is a very divisive player. He, like, people have different opinions on him. Um, now... I, I, I've said this before, but I'll continue to, you know, make my point about Simmons here and why I think he is still so valuable. As much as we want the instant results and the instant gratification, the fact remains Ben Simmons is 24 years old. And, you know, as much as there's this kind of idea out there that he's lazy and he doesn't care, I, I just don't believe that to be true. If you're lazy and you don't care, you're not an old NBA de- defensive player. You're just not. Um, ben Simmons is one of the best defensive players in the league. Ben Simmons has worked his ass off 
to become one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, would I like to see him improve the shooting? Of course I would. Of course I would. Do I think it's absolutely necessary? I don't. Um, I think with Ben Simmons, the area where he needs to improve the most is free throw shooting. I have always said that. I've always believed that. And I still believe it. I don't know why you want a bad three-point shooter taking three-point shots. Never have gotten that idea from the fans. Never got the idea that idea from Brett Brown. I think Brett Brown did a real poor job of of, of modifying the offense to Ben's strengths. Um, now, you know, I, I just don't get why people want him to take shots he's not going to make. And we all know the mid-range jumper in the NBA is the least efficient shot in all of basketball. So... With Ben Simmons, in my mind, where he needs to improve is his free throw shooting. Because you do see times where he's hesitant going to the rim hard because he's worried about getting fouled, worried about missing free throws. Now, if you look back to, and I know this feels like years ago now, to January, February, right before he hurt his back, Ben Simmons was playing the best basketball of his career. That was with Joel Embiid out. Ben Simmons was running the offense. He had improved his free throw shooting to where he was shooting 80% over a four-week-long period. That is not insignificant. And if he becomes that kind of free throw shooter, he's unstoppable. He can go to the basket, he'll get fouled, go to the line, make his free throw shots. Yeah, he's got to be more consistent there, um, but I feel like he can be. And I would compare Ben Simmons to... You know, Jimmy Butler a little bit here. Because if you watched Miami play in the bubble and you watched the way they used Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler was used very differently than he was used in Philadelphia. Jimmy Butler in Miami, he doesn't shoot threes. Ever. Jimmy Butler did all his work around the basket, finishing around the rim. You know, involving his teammates, being a facilitator, playing the way that Ben Simmons is designed to play. And you see the type of effect Jimmy Butler had on that Miami team. Jimmy Butler was arguably the star of the bubble. And he is playing a completely different style in Miami than he played with the Sixers. Because with the Sixers, because the lack of shooting, Jimmy Butler was one of the better shooters. In Miami, he's not, so he's not taking shots from the outside. That's how Ben Simmons should be used. And that's why I'm so encouraged by what Daryl Morey's done immediately to see that. Add Seth Curry. Add Danny Green. Add guys who can shoot from the outside. And uh, that's, I think, where we need to focus more. Is lesson, uh, why, why doesn't Ben shoot more? We want Ben to shoot more from the outside. No. Get better outside shooters so Ben Simmons can play his game. Which is rebounding, playing defense, getting out, leading the break where he can find teammates, get to the basket, and be that, you know, kind of locomotive you can just set free um, because when he is playing a freestyle like that and leading the offense and and facilitating for other players, he is a really dynamic player. And I would be very you know, um, hesitant 
to give up on that so early. Now, again, I've said it before, if you have the opportunity to get Harden and pair him with Embiid, I kind of think you have to do it because they'd be such a dynamic duo and would immediately make you one of the three favorites to win the title next year. That being said, um, I'd be very scared about what Ben Simmons could become considering he's only 24 and has already improved um, to the level he has so far in his career. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Sean Adrian, you guys will be first up when we get back. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly. 215-592-9494 if you would like to join the show. Uh, talking about the Eagles and the Sixers, uh, if you want to get on the Eagles um, and what you think um, will happen on Sunday in this game with Cleveland, uh, love to get your take on. I mean, it's a game they, they need to win. Honestly, a game they should win. Um, but a game that I I just I can't believe they're going to win based on the way they played this year. And also talking about the Sixers tonight and um, how you feel about the offseason so far. I've been very encouraged by it. And, you know, it hasn't been anything crazy. I mean, getting rid of Horford's contract was obviously um, very important for the future to kind of get that cap space back and, and bring back, you know, the flexibility that this team could have where, uh, you know, now next offseason you have money to spend now. And to get out of that contract was was, was a big deal. Um, but as far as improving the team in the short term, by just making common sense moves, getting shooters. Uh, yeah, a guy like Josh Richardson is probably overall a better player than Seth Curry. He probably is. But Seth Curry fits better on this team. And Seth Curry helps this team more. Um, so I, I like the way Daryl Morey is really focusing on fitting this team to best uh, complement Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid uh, thus far. And it's been it's been uh, pretty encouraging to see so far and excited uh, for what's to come with the Sixers in the coming days. 215 592 Nine four nine four. Let's go to Sean in Wilmington. What's up, Sean? Hey, good morning, Tom. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I got a, a Sixers point and an Eagles point, and after I give my Eagles point, I want to hang up because I really want to hear what you got to say. Okay. Uh, so I'll start out with this. I really love what this man has done so far with the Sixers, but I'm concerned about two things. We all know Joel and B belongs in the paint, but do we really want him bumping and grinding in the paint? for a whole game with his injury history. And the other thing is Ben Simmons, nobody's talking about. Now, he's well-conditioned and everything. He's a great athletic player, but at the same time, he's good for missing 18 or better games a year due to injury. Yeah, Sean, I I think the Simmons injury uh, is a little more fluky. Like, I don't think Simmons is an injury-prone guy. He had the back thing this year, which hurt him, and then – the injury in the bubble seemed like a pretty fluky thing. I still don't, uh, un, you know, it was a weird way to dislocate a kneecap. So I I, I still am confident Simmons will be healthy. Um, Embiid, uh, you know, you're always going to have the injury concerns with him. Uh, Doc Rivers is a coach who 
believes in load management. He did it a lo- maybe too much with the Clippers last year. So I think that's something that they will look at with Embiid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the injuries are a concern, but I'd be more concerned with Embiid than, than I would be with Simmons. Right, you're you're right about that, definitely, especially with him bumping around in a pain all game. Yeah. Well, anyway, to get to the Eagles, uh, I know we really need this win. Uh, whether we're going to get it or not, we really, really, this is a win we really must have if we want to, you know, salvage this season. But what I want to ask you is, I don't hear nobody talk about for almost two quarters. I mean, we came within a hair of two perfect quarters to start this season. And one intercession decimated our whole season. Now, I want to know what what you had to say about that, and I'm going to hang up and listen to you, okay, Tom? Okay, you Sean. Have a nice night. Thanks, right, man. Bye. Appreciate it. Now, I believe Sean was talking about the Washington game where, you know, the Eagles were in a good start, and then, then that interception derailed that game um, where Carson went through the pick. And I, I, I saw a stat the other day with Carson that is incredibly concerning, where we all know about the turnovers, 16 turnovers, Leads a league. Um, and the only comp I found for a guy at his age committing those kind of turnovers was Jameis Winston last year. Uh, and, you know, that is uh, – we we joke about Jameis. And I honestly – you know, I like Jameis, uh, but he he's not a great quarterback. And, you know, especially with the turnovers, not necessarily the kind of company that you want to keep. But it could be a lot worse where – I saw a stat the other day where Carson Wentz not only leads the league in turnovers, but leads the league in turnover-worthy plays where he has had 23 plays that deter- that it's been determined should have been a turnover or could have resulted in a turnover. So with 16 turnovers, Carson Wentz has actually gotten lucky that it's not worse, where it could be... 33% worse than it's been. He could have a whole nother half of turnovers than he's had. So, you know, it, it is it is troubling. It is really troubling. The amount of turnovers that he's had and just continuing put to put the ball in harm's way as much as he, he's put the ball in harm's way is just not acceptable. Uh, in on any level, out of a fifth year quarterback, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Adrian. What's up, Adrian? Tom Kelly. What's going on, man? So, you know, I'm starting to get more information with the the Hart and Ben Simmons tree. You know, then one of your callers I was listening to, he brought up Rondo. So I asked your producer, how many years Rondo been in the league? Rondo been in the league fourteen years. He just started shooting the three. How many championships he got? Several. My point exactly. Yeah. So you you just can't give up on Ben, man. You, I mean, if Harden, if Harden this is the only thing that scares me about Harden. He don't show up in the playoffs. That's when we're going to really, really need him. Yeah, I mean, oh. yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there is enough. There is actually enough uh, information to tell you that Harden is a choker in the playoffs. I mean, that, it's gotten oh, yeah, yeah, it's gotten yeah. so bad year after year. Like, that 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 game against San Antonio the, that year and the year with Golden State once once the rant went down them not winning that series was was disgraceful but um yeah I, I it would be tempting because Harden and Embiid together I think would be tremendous but 
I would be really scared to give up on Ben uh, early because and, could, I could see Ben becoming like a, a top three, five player in the league. This is what I'm saying. He made he made all he made third team All NBA this year, and just just another point. So you got you got you got Tatum, you got Durant, you got Butler. Uh, hmm, I don't know. You got a couple cats, Samaki and all. Who's going to stick these guys? Uh, right. Harden? Right, exactly. And that that's another aspect of it that a lot of people don't look at is the fact that Harden's an awful defensive player. Like, taking Simmons off this team defensively would be catastrophic. Like, they'd go from being one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, which they should be this year, to – uh, you know, a, a mid, uh, you know, probably a mid, mid range defensive team. If not, now let me just say, now let me just say this. This, this is my last point with the Ben Simmons heart and thing. So when you when you play against Ben Simmons, you got to put pretty much one of your best defensive players on him. Even though he doesn't shoot the three, he still averages like sixteen to eighteen points a game, maybe eight or nine assists. So you talking about he's accountable for almost forty points a, a, a game. So. You can't just put anybody on him. Would you come try that? Uh, I think New Jersey tried that. They they start talking smack. They put anybody on him, and he right. lit them up. So this guy can score. He may can't shoot, but trust me, he well, can score. Adrian, like I said, you like I know you watch a lot of basketball. You so you you watch the Heat. Jimmy Butler doesn't shoot down there. He doesn't shoot at all from the outside in Miami. This is my. This is not, That's another point. I mean, so. I mean, when you're in the East, you you need you need defensive players, and you also need cats that can score. You don't really need necessarily crazy shooters. I mean, all the crazy shooters is really over there in the West. But defense uh, defense is played in the East, man. Like you, you you the only way you're gonna win, you're gonna have to play some defense. You see the defense Miami played during yeah. the playoffs. They played some great defense. Um, they shut Kimball Walker completely down. Like. He he just like he wasn't even almost like a non-factor in that series. So, I, 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 nah, I don't want hard, man. We gonna stick with Ben Simmons. I think I think we gonna get another piece. I don't know what piece it's gonna be, but I love what they doing. Um, made some cap space. I think we say eighty-one million dollars on that Harford trade uh, for the next three years. So. Mm-hmm. Things is looking up, man. No, things I, is looking up. No, it's true, Adrian. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah. And, you know the the Danny Green. Danny Green's got one year, fifteen million, which is fine. That's that's pretty affordable, and and all that cap space uh, next year will allow him to do some things. So uh, it'll be interesting. And before we get out of here tonight, we will, you know, kind of go through free agency, kind of give you a, an update on where things are right now. Because I'd be pretty scared if I was the Milwaukee Bucks. They made a big trade for Drew Holiday, but their Bogdanovich trade broke down, and all indications where Giannis was going to sign the Supermax. He hadn't done it yet. So if this kind of drags out and Giannis decides he's not going to sign it right now, um, that would put a lot of pressure on Milwaukee to win a title immediately. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Talking Eagles, talking Sixers. See Mike in South Philly's there. We'll talk to Mike when we get back, and then you, open lines if you want to get in. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.